but we pretty much covered the first question and then it got cut okay so you so can start, start again yes. yeah so hi nisha tell me more um see uh the, the day i came to vr mall and i met you uh, i met jeffrey archer that day and i told him that i hope one day i could write a book like you do so he pulled me took a picture and said so what's stopping you and that's where this book came up he's been my complete motivation he's the one who brought us together and this is a picture of him in it's a girl my book that you can see i love yes absolutely and you must inform him you must tell him a big thank you from my side i will do better it's I a girl the book please i will send you a few copies and Mehnaz, i will be in london in april in april when all goes well hopefully i will be going for his birthday okay to london and i will take your book and show him oh, absolutely wonderful wonderful so uh, tell me uh, nisha uh, how did you manage to become the larger than life person that you are you are into so many different careers and handling different kind of versatile things so how did you get there tell me about your journey uh thank you mehnas for your warm words and if you think i'm larger than life i'm uh, delighted to hear it uh, that was never my intention my intention was never to please somebody play to the audiences um or uh, want to be somebody's icon my entire journey mehnas was a strange uh, it's a very strange way that i've lived my life it's a desire to do everything like a child in a toy shop who wants to play with every toy i wanted to paint i wanted to draw i wanted to write i wanted to do um you know plays i wanted to do couture i wanted to do graphic i wanted to do special effects on computers um i was just living my own personal dream i was genuinely not trying to play to any audience so much so that uh, to some extent people my well wishers were worried about me they said that if you don't follow one concerted path you're not going to make it in life but was i ever keen to make it no i was keen to do the things that i wanted to do and not at the cost of other people not at the inconvenience of other people but to like tennyson says in his poem to live life to the lees to do every single thing that i wanted to do and was impatient to do and was excited to do and was literally uh you know in in a in a kind of an erratica of art writing color couture travel um every historic place that i had read about uh, archaeology uh, studying you know history ancient history and uh, interestingly mehnas i did it all if along the way it appealed to some people who resonate with me like you who who herself is an achiever who herself has gone out despite the odds and done what she wanted to do despite having criticism i'd say that i resonated with like minded people mehrnas and at some level became a motivator to those people who had started out 
with as much challenge as I had. So every challenge that I faced, and I must admit to you, there weren't few, uh, became a sort of catalyst towards further change and further strengthening of my spirit. I can't say that there weren't falls, there were falls, but I can also say that they became um, qualities that I imbibed, they became defining features in my life. And uh, there, there have been very um, beautiful people who have, uh, I would like to attribute my success to, um, whether it's a mother who was uh, unrelenting with imperfection, whether it was a father who um, to this day uh, gives me a lot of motivation and leeway and praise whether I'm good or bad at something. Uh, and a, a, a soulmate and a partner who I'd say is my highest reverence, the greatest human being that I have ever met in my life. And I had the good fortune to uh, spend uh, you know years with him uh which i'd say has been the wind beneath my wings wonderful beautiful beautiful so anisha tell me how do you handle so many different six to seven different careers so i attribute uh, i i uh, a lot sometime to everything i don't go crazy accepting everything that comes my way i um go out for lunch with friends, I see movies, I sing and dance and pray and do all the things that make me happy. I don't make it my life's entire goal to uh, be everywhere at the same time, uh, please everyone, or, um, you know, accept every project that comes my way. I'm okay to say no, and I'm okay not to have, uh, you know, all the money coming my way. Uh, I would not uh, want to uh, pander to it all. I would take the projects that there are oftentimes I work, uh, I'm, I'm known to work, you know, without gratis and uh, by helping people, by working in the NGO sector immensely. Uh, I'm known to sometimes wave off fees for a lot of the interior projects I've done. Uh, so uh, my drivers are not uh, materialistic. They are more, uh, the highs and the emotional highs that I get with people uh, very much like yourself, Mehrnaz, and with people who are beautiful and trance in my life for whom I offer gratitude to. So uh, the, the secret to handling so many things would be to do all of them with great uh, joy. Uh, I started couture and fashion in 2000. I did it for around 12 to 13 years. When I felt I had drunk the glass to the fullest, dressed every celebrity, walked every ramp with film stars, with international cricketers, with authors, with artists, with philanthropists. Uh, when I'd been there, done that, I bowed out at the zenith of when I was in every store in India, in Ibiza, London, New York. I bowed out because I felt I'd done it. So I stopped doing couture after 12 years. I'm still doing architecture, but I don't do every project that comes my way. The one thing I do when it comes my way most often is write. I'm a prolific writer. I love my columns. I love writing. Um, you know, Times of India told me that they can't pay me for my Good Homes column anymore. And I said, no problem, I write anyway. 
So uh, I'm very happy to continue writing with or without, uh, you know, uh, being paid. I'm, I'm, I'm a prolific lover of writing and painting. And as, uh, as I grow on in my life, I will uh, paint and write only. Wonderful. So I think we have so much more uh, in common besides the empowered, uh, you know, fight for equal rights. I also paint, I also write, and uh, I paint like stuff like Mother Teresa and horses and nature and stuff like that and calligraphy in Arabic and, you know, Rumi coats and stuff like that. So wonderful. So tell me about your uh, different countries. You have so much of a fusion a beautiful fusion of different countries, cultures that has made you the per, you know, personality that you are today. So how, do you miss living abroad, the international life that you've lived? Yes, I miss, abroad. I miss the life. Uh, uh, I miss the life of a plethora of plays, museums, parks, the beaches, waterways, uh, ships, uh, boats, uh, trams. I miss the life, Mehrnaz, but my personality is such that I make the most of what I have in India. Uh, nothing can replace the people, the warmth, the hospitality, the embrace that the people of India give you. So uh, no trams, no comfort, no amount of anything uh, can replace the love with which an Indian feeds you when you go to their home. The amount of adulation, love, and care I have got from my fellow Indians is irreplaceable. I'm delighted to be here. Uh, but when I was very young, I left for Miami. I was in Los Angeles after that. I, I became Nisha Jambal when I lived there alone because there was no molly coddling, no pampering. You have to fend for yourself. You have to make a name despite... No one cares where you came from or who you are. And I find I started excelling in my studies. I topped my university. I became the best student of the entire program over three years. Uh, from there, I went to Paris. I lived and worked there. I worked at Galleries Lafayette. Wow. Uh, I, I made several collections in India. That was the start of my career in fashion. Uh, funnily enough, having excelled and topped in interiors architecture, the first job I took was in fashion. And uh, my fashion career took me to Brisbane and Sydney, where I started studying for the first time fashion and pattern drafting. Uh, I worked and studied fashion and it had just uh, started on computers. Um, I came back to Japan. That's where I worked in art and architecture. And uh, on, a, uh, on a whirlwind trip, a holiday to Bombay, I met this gorgeous hunk of a prince from Kashmir. And I fell in love and eloped with him. And wow. that formed the, I want to divulge the story of And Thereby Hangs a Tale. Um, uh, we, 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 you know, what happened after that is in the story. Uh, having said which, uh, I will share that... Um, after the, that began the monumental challenges that I faced and um, to circumvent them, give up the anguish, envy, pain, jealousy, anger that I felt for the rest of the world. 
unanimously was it forms the substance of my life and the person that you see before you a person who discovered spirituality a prayer love of human beings um building up and applauding and giving accolades to other people rather than resenting them and being expansive enough to embrace the beautiful people that come into your life and uh, mehernaz i will say that uh, when you open up your heart and your world of prayer and spirituality uh, you attract beautiful people and uh, just like we met so serendipitously um i think uh, that forms the moral and the bedrock of my life beautiful so uh, tell us any of the moments uh, nisha that uh, you felt was this was one of the weakest or the most challenging moments that changed your perspective and your vision towards the future and the life that was coming forth a moment in one of the moments i remember most starkly which i've never shared before in my life but since you asked because no one's asked me this beautiful question ever um soon after i came to india we had a devastating accident and i was in bombay hospital for one year when i got out uh, a friend of mine had a party for us and um, it was the first time i was entering a public place with strangers when i came to bombay shores i knew no one in bombay i entered a, a a terrace full of very glamorous glitzy people and here was i out of bombay hospital um feeling the lowest self esteem that you can ever imagine feeling very poorly about myself feeling inadequate and absolutely unable to face a terrace full of glamorous women and men in the most glitzy clothes and here was i who'd lost touch with the real world that moment when i empowered myself held my head and my chin up high and faked the bravado that i walked on that terrace with was a defining moment and the start of building life with a sense of self confidence that i propped up and i worked on all alone can i say that it was easy and it was fun no i can't it was difficult to build life back when you had a great fall is a very very challenging thing your own mind your own feelings your own fears your own insecurities are the biggest demons that philosophy and parables and stories talk about when they when stories of religion talk about enemies these are the biggest enemies it's not people outside it's the demons that live within us that we conquer and come out triumphant to build back and put humpty dumpty back on the wall was not easy <laughs> but i have to say i pulled it off and from a person who knew almost no one in this city it gave me friends dreams family brothers sisters um 
mothers, fathers, gurus, guides, mentors. Uh, kudos to Mumbai and kudos to India for holding open their arms and giving me such warmth, hospitality, love and confidence. Because you're such a warm person yourself, so positive, so giving. So, you know, it automatically comes back to you. It's what you give out is what you get back in life, Nisha. Thank so, you. Thank you so much. So, Nisha, tell me about all the beautiful different styles of hats that you adorn, the beanies to the best of the uh, Derby-looking hats. And you people have been talking about it. Some have been talking about it in negative taste. So, tell me about your love for hats and how did you handle the negativism? So, Mernas, I actually, like I told you, even about my career and dreams, yeah. I've never focused on the criticism. I've always focused on the joie de vie and the high points. Uh, yes, it's true. I wore hats all over, all through my life. I mean, since I was three years old, to the absolute surprise of my parents, I insisted on buying hats from, you know, hill stations. In India, you only see hats at hill stations, not in normal stores. Uh, when we traveled abroad, I would insist on hats even at the age of five and six. So it's obviously something I'm born with. And even if I'm on a flight, I would wear a golfer hat or I wear a beanie or I wear a little uh, cap, you know, so it's, and if I'm not wearing any of these, then I'd wear flowers on my hair or I'd wear bling, very magnificent hairbands. So a uh, headgear is something that comes to me very, very naturally. It's probably something I've brought from another, you know, birth. Uh, and you're not wrong. When I came back to India 18 years ago, uh, I did, I mean, a lot of the press wrote about it and, you know, um, some of them wrote about it with great aplomb and uh, called it a very glamorous thing about me. And yes, there were times that I, um, you know, read that uh, we are not in Paris, Nisha Jamwal. There was a headline that said it. Uh, but I continued um, and I still continue to buy, wear, collect and enjoy hats. And uh, a relative of mine also once told me, you know, now, Nisha, you're no longer in Europe. And I said, it's not about Europe or America or in India. It's about me. Absolutely. You know, it's like, Absolutely. it's like doing ballet. If you love ballet, you do ballet. If you like to sing, you sing. If you love pets, there are people who adore and sleep with pets like I do. And there are people who dislike pets. So it's an intrinsic, natural thing. There have been people in Bombay society who have often tried to, uh, you know, um, do uh, the same thing, but it's not easy to pull off hats. So, and they've been candid enough to say, Nisha, you know, we just can't do it like you. Uh, because for me, it's second skin, Mernas. So, yes, you're not wrong. There have been the good and the bad um, uh, feedback, but I'm okay with both and I enjoy both. Cool. Like I would share very quickly when I was, I usually <laughs> frequent England a lot. I have lots of cousins and family, my mother's sisters. So when I came back, I, you started wearing a lot of shears and stockings. Yes. And in short dresses or under shorts or something, I used to still wear like skin stockings, something with Swarovski, the Wolford ones, the Austrian made, the Wolford company, yes. ones, which has a line of Swarovskis running all down yes. the side. So I started wearing that when I was stepping out. And everyone's like, why is she wearing shears and stockings in India? Well, that's me. I love it, so I would wear it. 
so it's you know it and mehnas when you like to do something there are times you have to lay a blind eye on those people who like i said the demons are insecurity and self esteem everyone's a work in progress and those same people who have given you brickbats will one day realize it was rather petty of them and grow out of it so everyone in the world is in a different stage of growth and to have compassion for such people is more important than getting upset absolutely like i would um a small little um, uh, uh, you know incident happened few days ago i was sending an invite to a very very dear friend i hold very close to my heart and in my phone book in my contact list the spelling was a bit wrong and the same spelling came on to the email you know so uh in the email the address name looked like the regular welcome note and the spelling yes. of it from my phone went a uh, alphabet extra so the way i handled it i said i'm really sorry but that friend is so precious and close to my heart that i'd rather see the bigger picture and the years that i know that person than think about the small little things which went wrong you know so you see the bigger picture and you have a bigger heart and let bygones be bygones and maintain your friendship and see the macro level in life of friendship absolutely so tell absolutely it's very important to look at the bigger picture yeah tell me about any of it also project yeah go when the time is to let go yes true tell and to know the difference yes sorry tell me a little about your current projects that you're working on mehnas i'm uh, uh, due to the corona virus uh, i have given up uh, active architecture and uh, uh, you know work out in the field instead i'm doing a very interesting webinars with doctors and with medical professionals on covid Wonderful. and helping people in the world understand how to deal with it there's a lot of stress there's a lot of anxiety there's a lot of fear of death among people to show them how to combat it what should be done when covid comes a knocking how to deal with anxiety and stress as well as spiritual seminars on compassion uh giving up stress giving up fear uh letting go and letting god so it's to do with the current lockdown that we are in apart from which i've been sending masks uh ration kits uh ppe kits um life boy soaps to various villages in india and trying to support people in this pandemic uh i've also used the opportunity to connect with some people who i've loved and um stay in touch with people because you never know when your game is up uh, nothing shows you more care- uh, clearly than covid that um life is fairly transient so you have to say what you have to say and do what you have to do really fast uh and uh, apart from that uh, mehnas i've done a few workshops uh, on uh, you know uh, the self on learning on um positivity awesome. on uh, meditation so i've um, done a lot of as to what website this is on so one could see it 
Um, this is Amirna's on Nisha Jambal, the YouTube channel. Okay. Uh, I'm very much a lover of social media. So I'm very prolific on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all by the name of Nisha Jambal. Only my Twitter is Nish Jambal. But uh, YouTube is Nisha Jambal. Uh, and I've posted all the COVID videos there. And anyone who's scared of COVID or worried about parents, you know, the greatest fear that everyone has today is about their parents or their grandparents because COVID hit senior citizens the fastest. So um, I've, I've actually taken doctors into the webinar and I run uh, four COVID groups on WhatsApp as well, which also takes up my time. And in these groups, I've, inf uh, I've uh, you know, uh, uh, invited doctors who interact with people all over India. Wonderful. There are some international people Fantastic also. Fantastic work. So, I'm so proud of you. Wonderful. Thank you. So I've given up active, uh, you know, uh, 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 earning and working. Even if I do earn money during this period, it goes for the masks, laptops, phones, and educating the underprivileged who are unable to go for online classes. Lovely. And you've been working for women, the equal rights for women, and you've done a lot for the women and equal rights. Tell me more about that, Nisha. Um, the greatest passion and uh, focus that I have is uh, working for equal rights of the handicapped and uh, physically challenged. Uh, where I have uh, worked in collaboration with BMC and the Maharashtra government to create ramps, One, uh, wheelchair accessible, right? Yes. yes, wheelchair accessible transport, wheelchair accessible uh, restrooms, wheelchair accessible um, bathrooms, uh, stations, stations. Uh, aircrafts with aero bridges, um, uh, aircrafts with. Uh, uh, facilities to uh, in the airport hospitals you won't believe that don't have ramps and especially stations train stations that are completely not wheelchair friendly uh, this has been a sorely lacking aspect in India people are not interested in uh, uh, accessibility so most people who have uh, challenges sit at home mm. they don't go to cinema halls right it took me a year to convince Inox to have wheelchair accessible restrooms. Mm -hmm. uh, they build, they are building them as we speak. Mm -hmm. It took me a year to convince five-star hotels to have uh, lifts and ramps to their uh, rooftop restaurants. So I can't say it's been easy. Mehrnaz, it's been uh, like pulling teeth. It's a very, very difficult thing to convince chauvinistic, patriarchal men in India uh, about the importance of things like this. Men in India, sometimes the patriarchal lot, the chauvinistic lot can be very difficult to communicate with. You can understand if, uh, you know, people as with, a, with such a public voice as Arnab uh, Goswami can have problems. People like you and me would definitely face challenges in convincing the system, in convincing five-star hotels that, listen, you need to have ramps, you need to have accessible lifts. And yes, Mehrnaz, coming from this same chauvinistic and patriarchal uh, subject that we are talking about, yes, I work uh, for women achievers, women, women's rights, women's uh, career options, helping uh, you know, underprivileged women uh, uh, to gain acceptance, 
even something as uh, as uh, horrific as rape right. to explain to parents that it's not the fault of the victim uh india is a very very patriarchal society even now and i'm sure women like you and me uh, are uh, are facing problems so what of those women who come from uh, tier 2 towns tier 3 yeah, towns the biggest problem that i have been facing when i started the talk show is getting women who have gone through issues and abuse in life to actually come onto this platform and speak they are petrified they are scared i've spoken to more than a dozen but they say we cannot come and speak about it on a platform like uh, and talk about it in public they just shy away so that's my right now biggest challenge to pull the women and get them to speak on this platform Absolutely right, Amirnaz. It's because it's stigmatized. There is a lot of stigma, and that's a very important point. But before I continue this discussion, I want to congratulate you on your book. I am a girl. It's, uh, it's you know, a girl. the journey. It's, it's a, a girl. girl. It's a girl. It's a very beautiful uh, and very evocative uh, title because it talks about a woman who's assuring a, a girl child that hey. I'm your mom. I'm going to look out for you. You are entering. I won't lie to you. You are entering a world in India which is not as easy for women as it is for men. And uh, but I'm there for you to fight the fight and to help you and hold your hand, become somebody of purport, and change the world with me. So that's a beautiful title. I congratulate you on taking up that cause. And Mehrnaz, that is exactly what I believe in. and the other thing i believe in amirnaz is that women are women's worst enemies uh people like you people like me we are changing that uh, conversation in the world but there are lots of women who make terrible bosses to women they are not able to praise and uh, uh, throw accolade upon other women they criticize and feel envious and competitive so people like us amirnaz are working like you and me to change that dialogue you know something anisha i will tell you um a very dear friend of mine i always keep mentioning her name in fact uh, uh, her name is sandeep varma she is the baroness of the house of lords in uk parliament and she was also the ex minister for energy and environment in uk and uh, i spoke to her yesterday and i've invited her again on my show on the 1st of jan she is someone who believes in empowering and when you go to england i am 100% going to connect you with sandeep varma and probably you sandeep and uh, another baroness in england called kridrin who did the film uh, uh, elizabeth and abdul the film yes yes so that's baroness kridrin victoria and abdul sorry victoria oh, and abdul victoria i keep saying elizabeth because of the queen victoria and abdul so she's directed the movie so i'm going to get you sandeep Kidrin and Jeffrey Archer over a cup of tea in England the next time we go. And um, uh, in fact, uh, Sandy was the one who empowered me and said, "You know, you must, Mehnaz, carry on, do on this talk show, and I'm there with you." So you have a very few <laughs> handful of these kind of women, and like you have Jeffrey Archer, a person that who's raised you up. and understood the values understood the kind of person that you are like this i would say for the first time on my talk show that we need jen um benet colmel 
Yes. I know him from like 14 years and he's been such a dear friend and he's the one who stepped in when I told him that It's a Girl is so much close to my heart. It's like a life story of my own story. It's been like a life it's journey a to sharing. So he said you don't He's a lovely person. Yeah. He's a not fantastic only person. He gives not a only. lot of impetus to a lot of women. Vineet Jain believes in what you and I do. And, you know, like I always say, I was telling Madhu Chopra the other day that women can support women. They can yes. support. But with the right man, you rise in life. So for me, that one person has been Vinit Jain. For you, probably the one person has been Jeffrey Archer. So there's that for one person, The one person is my beloved. His name is KRS Jamwal. And no one uh, can ever take that uh, away from me that it is Jeffrey Archer's a friend and he's a great person but he's definitely not the person who gave me wings to fly the person who gave me impetus gave me wings gave me the right principles of buoyancy has been KRS Jamwal he's uh, um, my friend guide mentor and when you use the word who lifted me I would say it would have to be him Jeffrey Archer was a friend, a comrade. Uh, there's bonhomie, there's love, there's friendship. But definitely, the, the, the one person that uh, I think is the champion, not only of my life, but who's transformed many, many corporate lives in India, who's been a beacon of light to millions of people, is a man called Kumar Rameshwar Singh Jamwal. And I had the good fortune to have him as my partner. Wonderful. Wonderful, Nisha. So tell me what next are you planning to do? Any more projects post-COVID? Do you have something in mind? Uh, something for my viewers? Also a message for them? Um, the message I have for your viewers is, um, for all our friends watching this show, is um, try not to be pleasing people all the time. Try to do things that give you the sense of having lived your life to the dreams that you set out. To all the students, to all the youngsters, I'd say, go after your dreams. And if you've made a mistake, start from the beginning. Don't feel that you have to follow through with something that you made a mistake to stumble into. If you're not cut out for cricket, become a politician. Very much like, uh, I think it was Tejasvi Yadav right now at the Bihar elections. Mm -hmm. If I'm not wrong, he set out on the path of cricket, was an average to poor cricketer, and has become a good politician and nearly won against Nitish um, Kumar this election just three days ago. So why do we... Uh, build ourselves into little pre-formatted boxes, probably nine times out of 10, set aside by our parents or by friends or by somebody that we are seeing is successful and say, hey, I want to do that. I don't think so. I think look deep within yourself, go within your own journey and pick up what you feel you're good at and go after that dream and, and be who you are. To build your self-esteem is definitely not an easy thing. But it's the most important thing in your life because there are people who have... Look at Alexander McQueen. Look at Kate Spade. 
Look at some of the greatest successes. Look at Robin Williams, who made the whole world laugh. All the three people I mentioned have taken their own lives. Why? That should show you that likes on Facebook, likes on Twitter, accolades by people, having great clothes and great friends does not make you happy. What makes you happy is following your own journey, following your heart, and not comparing yourself to the Joneses. So that would be the one important message that I would give to the rest of the world <clears throat> and to all our friends watching this. As for what I'm looking to do, uh, I am looking to write my own story. Uh, there have been many publishers who are keen to, uh, and I am on the verge of signing up with one. <laughs> um, I'm writing it as a memoir, which is motivational, which would help other women who probably feel life is too much and who like Sushank Singh Rajput want to you know, throw in the towel and end the journey, I'd say, what makes you think there's not another journey which is worse waiting for you? So we don't know what waits for us beyond. Um, I'd say the worst and the most sad thing is to take away years of nurture, education, parents crying to principals, asking for admission in difficult schools, cleaning your potty when you're a baby. Uh, don't, don't throw that all away. Yeah, it's very, very, very sad for parents. Instead, look at the beautiful things in your life, build your self-esteem, don't compare yourself to other people. These are the things I want to write about. Uh, that's one of the most important things I want to do before, uh, you know, it's too late. Like I said, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. I do want to share my story. I think it is a story that would uh, uh, inspire a lot of people. And I don't say that with a lack of modesty. I say that with a desire to motivate and to inspire and to help people in the world who are, even as we speak, finding life very, very difficult to cope with. Uh, Mehrnaz, we see around us a lot of financial problem. A lot of people are not able to continue with their education. But there is daylight tomorrow morning. There's a lot to look forward to. And try to look at the tough times as your teachers and as your coaches. And that's the message. And that's what I'm about to do. Um, I'm going to take your example. You said you took A4 size papers and belted out your story. Uh, Mehrnaz, I'm going to take a leaf out of your book and take a few A4 scraps of paper and start writing because I'm writing so many columns and I'm writing so many notes and updates on COVID these days and so many Instagram posts that I would rather shift now to chronicling my own life story. That's what I'm looking forward to doing. Wonderful, Nisha. It's been a complete pleasure. Such beautiful words, such profound words from you to all my viewers and to Womenistan Talk Show. It's been a complete honor to have you and a complete pleasure. And a last note for all the young girls who are struggling to, you know, get the wind beneath their wings, who are looking forward to careers, who do not have a clear idea as to which uh, creative work or which professional career they should get into. How can they make their choices? 
Uh, Mernas, I think, uh, I think I'm still making my choices. You know, I make choices every day. Uh, I was uh, very keen to do art and be a, an artist. Uh, my father insisted that I get a good education. So I did arch interior architecture. Um, midway through, I did fashion. So for all the girls and boys who are struggling with what to do, I'd say start on something that you feel. Make a start. And like uh, Rajkumar Hirani uh, said in his title, Lage Raho Munna Bhai. Lage Raho. The secret is Lage Raho. So my biggest motto in life is Lage Raho. Absolutely. And I insist uh, that you don't give up and you don't give in. And you continue to live what you feel is important at the moment. And like Steve Jobs said, at the end of the day, all the dots will connect. Interiors will connect to fashion, will connect to painting, will connect to writing, will connect to public speaking, will connect to comparing, will connect to uh, just about everything connects in the end. A little bit of faith in the bigger picture and a little bit of understanding that let go and let God is a great way to start and continue with the motto, Lage Raho Munna Bhai. So Lage Raho Munna Bhai, in another way, the Japanese have... Absolutely. That in, this is actually the uh, Bhai, yes. Japanese version of Lage Raho Munna Bhai. Absolutely. <laughs> and I, I, am, I have it right here with me. <laughs> right here with me. And I 100% agree with you on this. And I 100% endorse that please, you know, go ahead when you're feeling your darkest. Open the Quran, open the Bhagavad Gita, open the Bible, open the Guru Granth Sahib. Take a few pearls of these brilliant, magical books that are sitting right in front of you. Don't look for a fairy godmother. The magic is in these books. Open them and get your inspiration. And we all feel down in the dumps ever so often. I promise you, I feel that way often still. There are rare times and not often. There are rare times I do feel that, you know, what's it all worth? And at times like that, you pick up books like Meherna's just showed us. I think I'm also going to show you mine. Oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> because I want to show you that we resonate with each other and i i want to say pick up books like this and give your life that mojo that you so desire Wonderful. that is my message to all thank you so much thank you so much and uh, for coming on to the show and uh, look forward to seeing you very soon when my next travel comes to mumbai and uh, when you go to england please do let me know i'm gonna get y'all all together over a cup of english Tea, Earl Grey tea, a cup of tea, all of y'all. <laughs> With you on Zoom. Yes. <laughs> so on that note, thank you, Nisha. Thanks a bunch. Thanks a ton for thank coming. Thank you so much. And Nisha. have a wonderful day. Be safe. Love you. Love you lots. Thank you. Thank you. Love you, Melna. Thank, thank you, you thank for you, a beautiful, Nisha. invigorating talk. And thank you for being the kind of woman I spoke of who gives impetus, encouragement, and love to other women. Thank, Thank you, you so much. I'm honored. Thank you.